0: Let us pray. And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down thither, and buy for us from thence, that we may live and not die. Genesis 42.2 Heavenly Father, today I choose to praise you, Lord, in the midst of famines, recessions, and lack throughout the nation and in other countries, because I know that I will not be affected. You've given me divine strategy to experience abundance and provision. I praise you, Lord, for the simple fact that in the economy of heaven, there is no such thing as a recession. I declare that as your child, you give me access to your resources that never run out. Therefore, I will position myself for increase. I will go to the places where your provision and peace are in abundance. I confess that when I come in contact with those who've wronged me, I will not use my position of power and influence to get revenge, but instead will use it to show grace and forgiveness, generosity and kindness. Every good gift comes from you, God, and with this truth I will remind myself that I am blessed to be a blessing, I will remind myself that I walk through open doors because I am called to help others walk through them. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, that opportunities and increase are all around me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story, brought to you.
2: Kroger. Fresh for everyone.
3: Returning to Egypt. Before this story, we learned about how Joseph waited patiently in prison. He was finally able to interpret dreams, which eventually promoted him to be second in command. Joseph was put in charge of preparing for the coming famine which would eventually spread throughout the entire land. Now we will learn about how Joseph's brothers went to Egypt to buy grain during that great famine. However, they were unable to recognize Joseph, inspired by the book of Genesis.
4: Hello, I'm Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our last episode, we learned that Joseph was able to rise to a position of incredible power, the second most powerful man in all of Egypt, the prime minister. God used Joseph to interpret Pharaoh's disturbing dreams and warn him about an upcoming seven-year famine that would follow seven years of abundance. Joseph was then put in charge of the plan to store grain and prepare for the lean years. And when we catch up with him in today's reading, the plentiful years have passed, and under Joseph's careful guidance and governance, Food has been stored in preparation for the famine, and now the famine comes. We'll see how this time of great need had swept far and wide beyond Egypt and into Canaan, where Jacob, Joseph's father, and Jacob's sons, Joseph's brothers, were living. Joseph's brothers will travel into the land of Egypt to beg for help, not knowing that it was the brother whom they had betrayed that they were their face. There's so much to watch for in this reading. Pay close attention to Joseph's reaction when he recognizes his brothers Reuben and Judah and the others. Imagine how you would feel in a situation like this. Now you are finally able to either take revenge or show mercy. What will Joseph do with this opportunity? Will he continue to show kindness and integrity as he did for such a long time in captivity? Or will bitterness get the best of him? Will he seethe with anger and rage and bring judgment on those who harmed him? Let's listen now to find out exactly what happens.
3: Just as God had revealed through Joseph, the famine spread like wildfire throughout the land. Blighted and desolate, farmlands became barren and livestock starved and died. It came like a plague and the entire countryside fell in despair. Egypt, however, was able to withstand the fatal famine. As Joseph instructed, one-fifth of all that was grown the past seven years were kept safe and distributed carefully. Across the plains towards the north, Jacob and his family hurt from the famine. Their food had become scarce, and the family had no choice but to look to Egypt for help. Israel looked at his sons, doing nothing, and said, Why do you all look at each other? He asked. I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there so that we may not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers journeyed south to Egypt. But Israel did not send Benjamin, Joseph's younger brother, for fear that he would be hurt as Joseph was. The sons of Israel ventured forth to Egypt, not knowing they would be coming face to face with their past sins. Joseph was the governor over the land, and oversaw all transactions between other countries and the grain. A long line of people stood before Joseph, pleading for food. Joseph peered across the sea of faces and caught glimpses of his brothers. Waves of memories began flooding back to him. Memories of being thrown into a pit, shackled and shipped away. He recognized them instantly, but they stood before him with no clue of who he really was. When they stood before him, Joseph treated them like strangers and said, Where do you come from? He spoke with a rough voice, reeling from the emotions of seeing his betrayers again. From the land of Canaan to buy food, they answered in a tone of reverence, for they were speaking to the second most powerful man in all Egypt. They bowed before him. Instantly, a rush of images flooded back into Joseph's mind. The dreams he had once dreamed of his brothers bowing before him now coming to fruition. Joseph did his best to compose himself. You are spies, he said crossly. You have come to see the vulnerability of the land so you can take it, he pointed to them. They trembled at Joseph's accusations. No, Lord, they shouted. Your servants have come to buy food, and that is all. We are sons of one man, we are ten of twelve. One brother is at home with our father, and the other is dead. We are honest men, we promise. Joseph scoffed at the sound of them claiming to be honest men, knowing full well what they had done to him. Joseph decided to test their claims by keeping them captive until one of them brought back their youngest brother. For three days, he held them in custody. Joseph's heart ached every moment he was in the presence of his brothers. On the third day, Joseph came to the brothers and said to them, I fear God. Do this and I will let you free. Let one of your brothers remain here while the rest of you take grain to your father. Then bring your youngest brother back to me so I can verify your claims. The brothers did exactly as Joseph ordered. They began packing, afraid of what would happen next. God began to work in the hearts of the brothers "'They spoke among one another, saying, "'We all know why this is happening to us. "'We caused our youngest brother Joseph pain and suffering, "'and he begged us to show him mercy, but we did not. "'Now we are being punished by putting Benjamin at risk.' "'Reuben, the oldest, answered them and said, "'Did I not tell you to leave the boy alone? "'You didn't listen. "'Now God has required a reckoning from us for his blood.' All the while Joseph was listening, for they did not know that he spoke their language because he used an interpreter. As the brothers continued packing, Joseph turned away and wept alone. In secret he looked to God, his heart breaking over what he was doing to his brothers. Yet a part of him did not trust them enough to reveal himself. Wiping away his tears, he came back to them. He took Simon from them and bound him in ropes in front of his brothers, Joseph gave orders to his servants to give his brothers their money back in the bags of grain. He also ordered for them to be given extra for the journey home. Though Joseph was cross with them, he would not show them the same cruelty they once showed him. The brothers loaded their donkeys with grain and departed swiftly. On their way home, they discovered money was returned to them. Instead of being glad, they trembled, feeling unworthy and uneasy about the blessing— "'What is God doing to us?' they asked themselves. "'They returned home to their father and told him everything that had happened, "'and how they needed to bring Benjamin back to Egypt to get Simon. "'Israel was furious at his sons. "'You are stripping me of my children!' he yelled. "'Joseph is gone, and now Simon is gone, and you expect me to give you Benjamin?' "'Reuben could no longer stand himself. "'As the oldest, he was responsible for all his brothers.' He stood firm and said, "'Kill my two sons if I do not bring them back to you. I will not let them fall.' "'If anything would happen to my boy, I would surely die,' Israel said, for he had already endured so much pain from Joseph. So the family delayed in leaving for Egypt again. The famine had grown more severe, and Israel's family had gone through all their grain. He gathered his sons again and said, Go again to Egypt to buy us more food. Judah replied saying, We were strictly warned to not come back without Benjamin. The governor needed proof that we were not lying and needed us to bring him back or he would kill Simon. Send him with me. He will be my responsibility. Their father relented and sent his sons with Benjamin and many gifts of honey, gum, myrrh, Pistachios and almonds Along with double the money So the men took the gifts, Benjamin And double the money as before To stand before Joseph When Joseph saw Benjamin with them He ordered his servants to prepare An extravagant feast back at his home When the brothers arrived To meet Joseph, he was not present Rather his servant invited them Into his home Fear overcame the brothers For they fully expected to be punished Because they took the money back with them They climbed the stairs that led to Joseph's house, anxiously wondering what would happen to them next. They expected to walk through the doors to Joseph sitting on a throne, ordering the guards to behead them. They finally approached the entrance of Joseph's home, opened the doors, all to find a royal welcome. Joseph had his servants take their coats, wash their feet and give them water. The brothers apologized for taking the money back to their home. Joseph smiled and said, to you. There is no need to fear. Your God and the God of your father put that money back in your sacks. I received your payment. The brothers let themselves relax, and Simon was released to be with them. They waited for Joseph to return at noon and prepared their father's gifts to give him. Hours passed, and Joseph finally returned home. The brothers immediately bowed down to the ground when they saw him— Again the memories of Joseph's dreams came flooding back to him. He thought of his father, his mother, and his homeland. Joseph had so many questions for them, yet he did not want to let his guard down. "'How is your father?' he asked while swishing a cup of wine in his hand. "'The old man you spoke of before, is he well?' Joseph did his best to not seem too concerned. They bowed their heads still, not answering.' Joseph saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son. Is this the youngest brother you spoke of? he asked. He looked into Benjamin's eyes. He had his mother's eyes. How he missed her. He missed his father. He missed Canaan. Joseph could feel himself losing his composure. Tears began streaming down his stoic face. Joseph excused himself and wept in his room. Anguish... Anger, bitterness, love All these emotions overcame him Joseph washed his face and came out again Controlling himself again He clapped to his servants and said Serve the food And immediately an entire feast was brought out before them He served every brother Though he did not eat with them Yet he served Benjamin five times the amount as the others Joseph wanted to see how the brothers reacted to favoritism Towards the younger brother Have they changed? Joseph must have thought to himself. They ate, drank, and were merry together. Joseph then sent them on their way with their grain. However, he put his silver cup in Benjamin's sack, so that he might trick them later. As the brothers packed up and began leaving, Joseph ran out to them. One of you has stolen from me, he shouted. Why have you repaid my hospitality with evil? Joseph acted as the angry king, willing to behead anyone who defied him. He watched as his brothers trembled with fear. Joseph took a tagger and walked towards them slowly. Starting with the oldest son, working his way down to the youngest, he tore apart their sacks looking for the silver cup. When he came to Benjamin, he found the cup. He turned to his brothers and said, You may all go your way in peace, but Benjamin will be my slave forever. The brothers tore their clothes and bowed before Joseph. Please take me instead, all the brothers began to shout. They were willing to take the place of their brother so he could return back to his father. Joseph welled up at the sight of his brothers. They had truly changed. Now they were willing to lay down their own lives so their youngest brother could be saved. Joseph couldn't hold in his feelings any longer.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: go to Nix.com. that's k n i x.com time is a luxury for us especially if you're a mom that's why we need a skincare routine that's easy fast and gives us results plus what if your products had thousands of five star reviews were natural and affordable well say hello to dime beauty dime beauty is clean high end skincare that is affordable and it really works not sure where to start i highly recommend the work system it's everything you need in one powerful package Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GET DIME. That's Dime Beauty code GETTIME for 20% off.
4: It's been a very long 13 years since his brothers threw Joseph into the pit and betrayed him, selling him as a slave into Egypt. But God in his providence and perfect plan blessed and protected Joseph. And he has now become a very powerful official in Egypt, next to Pharaoh himself, Pharaoh's right-hand man, the prime minister of the nation. And as we just learned in the story, after seven years of prosperity, the whole land was then hit with seven years of scarcity and hunger. It happened just as God said it would. This catastrophe of famine struck not only Egypt, but surrounding nations, including Canaan, where Joseph's family lived. And these nations all turned to Egypt to find the food they desperately needed. So Jacob's sons, Joseph's brothers, journeyed to purchase provisions for their families. Jacob, still hurting, grieving from the loss of Joseph, had not allowed the youngest son, Benjamin, to make this journey. He held him back because he did not want harm to befall him. Was he simply being protective, or did he sense, did he somehow know that these other sons had played a part in Joseph's demise? Whatever the reason, it's clear that 13 years have not been enough time to blow away the darkness and the sadness in Joseph's disappearance from the family that still shadowed Jacob's heart. Knowing full well what happened, the brothers' guilt for what they had done weighed heavily on them, coloring every moment of their lives. They were living in guilt. You see, there's no way getting away from sin and the effect and consequences of sin. Sin will catch up with you. When they arrive in Egypt and go before Joseph, the governor— They bow down before him, and Joseph recognizes them. They do not recognize him, so as a test, he accuses them of being spies. Of course, they claim to be honest men, but they knew from experience they were not honest men. They were very dishonest, very deceitful. Joseph had a choice. He could now enact vengeance, or he could once again see his father and his youngest brother again. So Joseph chooses the latter and gives his brother a test. One of them will stay behind in security while the others return home and bring back the youngest brother to prove that their claims are true. Now there's a lesson here about dealing with those who have betrayed you, wronged you, disappointed you. While vengeance is not ours to give, a cautious approach to reconciliation is always a good thing, especially when the wrong has been so wrong. Trust must be earned again, even if there has been forgiveness. Before they leave, we already see Joseph's heart softening towards his brothers as he returns to them, without their knowledge, the money that they had given for the food that they would take back home. Leaving Simeon behind, the brothers return home and give a report. Jacob is not at first willing to let Benjamin, his beloved youngest son, make the trip to Egypt. But he knew the food that they now had would soon run out, and they must go back to Egypt and take Benjamin with them. Jacob relents, regretfully. Upon their return, Joseph provides a feast, a big party. It's an opportunity to observe the brothers more closely, especially to see how they are treating Benjamin. Joseph goes to great length to show Benjamin very special treatment, so he can watch how the other brothers react. Joseph is in a struggle. He's struggling between the kindness that he's giving towards his brothers and yet still thinking, still scheming how he can find vengeance and how he can keep Benjamin for himself. Hiding his cup in Benjamin's pack, he accuses the men of stealing. When the cup is found, he says Benjamin must be his slave forever and they must return home. The brothers cannot bear to think of returning to Jacob without Benjamin. They plead for him to be released. Finally, Joseph's brother Judah speaks up and offers himself as a slave in Benjamin's place. This appears to be a changed man, and this realization breaks Joseph. The next time, we're going to see how he responds and how God, in his faithfulness, brings about reconciliation between long-lost brothers. Dear Lord, we know that you can bring healing even in the most broken situation. Help us to reflect upon your grace and mercy and how much you have forgiven us, and that we can actually forgive others when they have wronged us, as you have taught us. Thank you for your faithfulness always in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you know. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in their lives. And if you want more resources as to how to discover God's perfect plan and power for your life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.